0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, God is so good. Praise the Lord. And uh, we, uh, well, I'm going over, uh, well, my, my message for this, this month is discovering the joy of God's will. Amen. And you know what? It, it can be joyful to walk in the will of God. And I think sometimes we we think, and I think God gets a bad rap sometimes. And I don't think, you know, I think people, they, you know, they hear a lot of religion, but they just don't really know who God is. They don't really know their Bibles. And they say things that it's not, it's not really who God is. God is a loving God. You know, like I said last week, every, the Bible says every good gifts, gift comes from God above. And there's no variable turning shadow of turning, it says in the book of James. So God is a good uh, God. And and, you know, Jesus said, I came that you may have what life and have it what more abundantly. And so God's not out here trying to kill people. He's out here trying to save people. So I'm just going to clear this up. These storms. God's not sending the storms. Amen. Amen, And you may say, well, I, you know, didn't God send storms and, you know, he sent a storm It was the flood and he said he wasn't going to flood the earth again. Did he promise that he wasn't going to flood? Then what about these floods that are coming in? Well, maybe the enemy's working ag- against us. Amen? Amen. And so, you know, it's not God's will for us to suffer or for the storm to come. And what, what a lot of people don't realize is that God has given us Jesus and Jesus uh, won the battle down here on earth and Jesus has the power and he gave it to us and we have to do something about the storms in our lives. Amen. What do you mean pastor? I mean, I, you know, I, I thought that that God pulls every or pushes every button, pulls every lever. No, you know, there's a faith side and a, a God side. Amen. Faith side is what we do and, and God is what he does. Amen. In other words, we believe God. Amen. amen and we pray and believe that God can protect us in the storms that's right. amen that's right. but if you believe the storm is coming uh, from God then why even fight against it it's his will amen. that's a good thought I mean if God's sitting in the storm then why fight against it because it must be his perfect will to you know bring some kind of glory to his name okay it's quiet in this church today and uh, so, anyway, so storms aren't from God. And I'll give you just one example: when Jesus told his disciples to go to the other side, uh, to, uh, to to an island, um, to really to deliver the madman of Gadara. I don't know if you remember this story or not. Uh, but they went into a boat, and as as Jesus said, "Let's let's go to the other side." The Bible said a storm just came up on that boat, and um, and really it was keeping them from, you know, their mission or the calling that God had on their life for that day and was trying to keep them from their mission. And Jesus was asleep down in the bow of the boat and they got so freaked out. They woke Jesus up and said, Jesus, you care that we perish. You know, Jesus cares about us. Amen. He cares about your life. He cares about us. Yeah, yeah. And he and Jesus said, spoke to the storm and said, peace be still and he said where is your faith yes. Amen. so really where's our faith amen. it has to be in the power of God amen, amen. amen. yes God is powerful and uh, and so and he can stop the storms glory to God amen. he can make the sun stand still amen. Amen. and he can make the sun stand still in your life Thank you. are you hear what I'm saying to you today so God's a good God don't get it mixed up because what the Bible says in the end days some would be calling evil good and good evil Amen. even well-meaning Christians that don't understand the character and the love of God and they and they and they have bought into this idea that that God is controlling everything I like what one one person he, he said well God's controlling everything he was talking to the minister after the the, the the service and God's in control. And the minister had a word of knowledge and said, Well, why doesn't God make you pay your tithes? Praise God. Kind of quiet in here. <laughs> if he was in control, why does he make you Amen? In, in other words, if God was in total control, everybody would be saved. Amen. Some some may beg the difference, say, Well, God is He will select who He wants to save and He will reject who He doesn't. No, my Bible says that for God so loved the world. I'm getting into my message today. Amen. So, anyway, God's will for our lives can be the most satisfying and fulfilling place that we can ever live in. Amen. And, um, and I think a lot of times we're looking for fulfillment, uh, apart from God. We're looking just to try to, you know, get our fulfillment, get, you know, our, our boat to float, if I may. Um, uh, apart from God. And listen, I'm gonna say this that things aren't gonna make you happy. Amen. Acquiring things, you may even think if you just if for some reason your problem is solved today, maybe you're you're dealing with debt issues and you're dealing with uh, or, or you're dealing with physical issues. And if you're if you're focused and waiting to be happy when that happens, then then there's gonna always be something else. Amen. And you've got to be more than us just focus on what we're going to get or what uh, or the position that we're going to or, or whatever. Listen, if you've got to buy something to define who you are, then you don't need to buy that thing. In other words, God defines who you are. Amen. Amen. And so so we don't need to be chasing after things. If we chase after God, things will chase after us. And we need to we need understand that, that God, you know, he created us to serve him, to worship him. It's part of our nature when we get saved is to serve the living God. Can I get an amen in here today? And so really the, the first key and, and, uh, of, of God's will for everybody's life is to be born again. I talked about it a little bit last week is to be born again. A lot, a lot of religions, even some churches today... Uh, will teach you if you just go through a lot of rituals and if you just join the church you'll make it to heaven. joining the church won't get you to heaven <laughs> it may get you on the the the, the roster you know but it, of the the role of the church but it doesn't get you to heaven being a good person and try and see see what it is is we can't put our faith in how good we are or our good works our faith can only be in one person, and that's Jesus. Amen. And so what religion will tell you is religion will tell you if you're a good person, if you do the right things. It's like, like people that, 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 that die prematurely, or, uh, and, and, and most of the world would say they didn't serve God, Jesus wasn't in their life, and, and they've done some good works. And they, just because they've done some good works, you know, they, they will say at the funeral, this person was a good person. Well, if the person doesn't have Jesus, the person's an evil person. Oh, it's quiet in here today. Listen, we're, we're, we're undone. We are bankrupt in the spirit without Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you've got to have Jesus. It's not about, oh, I'm coming to church just to learn a little bit more about God. Hopefully you have Jesus in your heart. Right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because if you don't want to leave earth without Jesus, Jesus wasn't just a good man. He wasn't just a good prophet or teacher. He was the son of God. He's the savior of the world. He's the lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? He paid the entire price for man's problems. Amen. Amen. And we have to put our trust and faith in Jesus, Amen. not in a religious system. And most religions are based on a religious system of do's and don'ts. But thank God Christianity is based on a, 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 a uh, revelation of Jesus being the Son of God, being raised from the dead, and praise God, a relation with God through Jesus Christ. Yes, amen, Lord. And we got to get a revelation of that. And so, and so really, Jesus said to Nicodemus, he said... To Nicodemus, Jesus answered him and said, Verily, verily, I said to you, this is John 3, 3, Unto thee, except a man be born again, He cannot see the kingdom of God. So what does that mean? In other words, that means this, and this is how I interpret this, is that you won't get a revelation of the truth of God's word. You won't see the kingdom. It's it's, it's a double meaning. You won't make it into the kingdom, but you won't see the truth of God's word because if you're not if you don't have a relation with Jesus, you can read the Bible and if you take Jesus away from your your theology and you just study the Bible for what it is, you won't you won't receive truth. Because Jesus is in the center of the Bible. Jesus is the theme of the Bible. Everything from Genesis to the book of Revelation, Jesus is in there. Yes, amen. amen. And so, so you can't, you know, and what religion will try to do, what these good religious systems try to do, they will try to move, remove Jesus from the equation. And you can't remove Jesus from the equation. So it's except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless he is reborn, we have to be born into the kingdom of God. Just like a natural birth, but it's a spiritual birth. It's a spiritual birth and it's a heart. You can confess a prayer, but if your heart's not connected to it and you really don't care, or you're really not meaning it, or you're just doing it to look good in front of others, then you're not, it's not going to connect with God and you're not going to be saved. You've got to have a heart knowledge of God, not just a head knowledge of God. Amen. And a lot of people have a head knowledge of God. They know the, the, you know, the historical Jesus, but they don't have Jesus. At, they're not in relationship with Jesus. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today, and so and so. Number two, we we we. You know, I talked about last week. We need to be more. We need to be more interested in just doing or going. We need to be the church. We need to be uh, born again. We need to be a child of God. And because when you're identify when you identify of who, with who you are in Christ, when the enemy comes against you in every area and try, you know, no matter if you're losing or winning, you're still a child. That's right. So it shouldn't affect your attitude. You should be excited about being a child. In, in John 1.12, it says it this way. But, as many, but to as many as did receive and welcome him, who? Jesus. He gave the authority and the power and the privilege right to become the children of God. That is to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. This is the Amplified. Classic edition. You like that one? So let me read that again. But to as many as did receive and welcome him. In other words, Jesus is constantly knocking on the door. But are we opening the door or are we keeping the door closed and hiding behind the couch? Anybody ever, you know, you, you, you weren't expecting any visitors. And it's Saturday morning and you hear the door knock and all you're thinking is Jehovah Witnesses, you know. <laughs> hide under the bed, right, anybody know what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about, and these people are going around, knocking on doors, trying to tell you that they have the truth, but they, but their truth doesn't have Jesus in it, and if, and Jesus is not really the pinnacle of their truth, now they will say, oh, Jesus is a good man, yeah, Jesus is part of our system, but really, Jesus is not who they, you have to worship Jesus, ask him, do you worship Jesus, uh, that's all you have to do is just say that to them. Do you worship Jesus? And they probably go, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> we got to go to the next door. <coughs> oh, you hear what I'm saying today? No. Do they worship Jesus? Is Jesus the center of their foundation belief, of their foundational belief system? And so, and normally it's, and it's not. Amen? Thus, Jehovah Witness. Somebody say, I'm a Jesus witness. I'm a Jesus witness. <laughs> Amen. Notice it takes Jesus out of the equation. So, so be a child of God. God's calling us to be a child of God. So as we receive Jesus into our hearts, we become children of the most high God. I mean, even John writes in the, uh, in first John, he said that what a great blessing to be called children of God. Amen. And we're translated out of darkness into God's marvelous light, and we become children of God. Listen, if you're saved, you're you're not a sinner anymore. Amen. Get that in your equation, because what the Bible, you know, what 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 religion will tell you is well, you well, you're still a sinner, so you're still prone to sin. No, you're not. (laughs) Yes, you do have a you can sin as a Christian, but that's not your nature anymore. You don't want to sin anymore. Amen. You don't have that want to anymore. Amen. I mean, you're not thinking, I want to go out and commit adultery tonight. Hopefully you're not thinking like that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. And if you are, you need to cast down those imaginations. Gird up the loins of your mind. Straighten up. You know? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Yeah, we're all going to be tempted in areas. And we're, we're you know, we're all going to be t- tempted in, in, in areas of our weaknesses. Probably sexual temptation is one of the greatest temptations out here. But you don't have to yield to it. Amen. 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 You can cast down those imaginations. Yes. Amen. You don't have to fall. You, know, you just don't fall into adultery. I just fell into adultery. My clothes just fell off. It doesn't work that way. Amen. Now, you thought about it. And you kept thinking about it. And you kept thinking about it. And you started visualizing and thinking, Ooh, yeah, you know. No, you've got to cast down those imaginations. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen? So we've got we to start thinking more spiritually. Amen? And so, so here, uh, number three, we need to be a new creation. And, and what, what does that mean? Well, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, this is all wrapped up in being born again and being a child, God, a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You know, what's so great about Christianity What's so great about receiving Jesus is that your past, good or bad, can be washed away. Amen. In other words, you don't have to be defined by your past. Amen. Maybe you were a whoremonger back then, but you, but you get saved. You're not a monger anymore. Amen. Can I get an amen here? Amen. But pastor, it sure comes up every once in a while. That's the old man. That's not who you are. Yeah. You're, you're not that person. But the devil will try to bring your past before you and say, you're still like that. You're not really saved. Well, no, if you really got Jesus in your heart, you have a desire. Listen, you know you're safe if you're still fighting sin. Praise the Lord. Amen. That you're standing against doing the wrong things. Yes. That yes. you're yes. trying to do the right yes. things. Yes. Don't ever give up and do and say, oh, it's not worth serving God. You know it's worth serving God. Amen. Right? right you know, it may, it may be some hard days down here, you know, putting down the flesh, trying to do the right things. But you know what? It, it sure beats going to hell. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Any bad day today is, is, is better than the, the, the best day in hell. My, my, my. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, really, it's God's will for all to be saved. God's not picking and choosing who he wants saved. Some people believe that. Some people believe, well, you know, it's just the elect. You know, it's, it, God has already, you know, just the elect gets in. And, and, and God picks who he wants to save and, and, and he damns who he wants to damn because that's God. He can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, I understand that. But, that, but God, but really, he can't do whatever he wants to do. And he said, well, what, what do you mean by that, Pastor? He, he can't go against his word. Amen. Amen. The Bible says he puts his word even before his name. He can't go against his word. In other words, God cannot lie. Amen. So so for you to say he, God can do anything that he wants to do, well, he cannot lie. Amen. Amen. He, he, he's, he, he's a God of his word. He, he's faithful to his word. He never goes back on his word. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? So, so God, so God, uh, you know, he, he he is bound by his word. Yes. Amen. And so we see here that that it says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, uh, that whosoever believe in him. So, are, are you a whosoever? <laughs> It doesn't say that for God so loved the world that he just chose a few people to get into heaven. 144,000, you know. No, listen. No, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him. Whosoever opens the door when Jesus is knocked, He will come in and sup with us. He will have a relationship with us. Amen. And he wants to have that living relationship with each one of us. I like what Peter says. He said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering uh, to us, word, not willing that any should perish. There's another scripture talking about that God's not willing that anybody should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, so God's, listen, the reason why Jesus, you know, Jesus is coming back. Amen. Yes, he is. You don't get too attached to this world because Jesus is coming back. The, yes. You know, somebody, somebody said to, uh, to another person, he said, what is the world coming to? It's coming to an end. Amen. <laughs> the world's coming to an end. Yes. Yes. You got to know that. I mean, it's going, going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> It, 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 the world is going, it, it, the world is, is you know, it, it, it's, um, it moves in fear and pride. Jesus. It operates in fear and pride. Christianity, the kingdom of God, operates in faith and love. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Christianity, the kingdom of God, is faith and love. The world system is fear and pride. Amen. It's two different systems. Amen. Amen. And we're, we're walking in. Say, I'm walking in love. I'm walking in, love. I'm walking in faith. I'm walking in love. Amen. And so, 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 so God's not willing that any, this, this passage here that I just read to you, it said that God's not slack concerning his promise. What that was saying in the context of this is that they were talking about Jesus coming back and, and, and they, and they're looking for the appearing of Jesus to come back because they were going through a lot of hard times back then when the early church was beginning, it was a lot of persecution. So they were looking for Jesus to come back and to, uh, and to restore all things. Jesus is coming back and he's gonna restore all things. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And that's called the blessed hope, and Jesus could split the eastern sky tonight. Amen. You gotta believe that what keeps a Christian pure by believing that Jesus could return any moment. No. Amen. And we have to believe that Jesus can return any moment for us. And that's what keeps us walking pure and straight. Can I get an amen there? Amen. So God's will is for all to be saved. Amen. Uh, God's will is for us not to uh, go witnessing per se, but to be a witness. I'm talking about to be or not to be today. You know, when we get a revelation of who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ and what we can do in Christ, then then the enemy can't stop us. We'll be able to fulfill the calling of God on our life. And that's why we have these sheets at the front when you come in. And there's one is who I am in Christ. And you need to get that sheet and start reading that, that you are a new creation in Christ, that that you are uh, um, uh, the church. You know, you are, you know, I can't I can't remember all the things, but it will tell you you're more than a conqueror. And you start need to start reading that. And, you know, one person was, you know, saved. They were saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it was many years of salvation. And they weren't feeling it like they used to. And uh, they came to the preacher and the preacher said, you just need need to meditate on who you are in Christ. And that person took these who I am in Christ. You can see a lot of that in the book of Ephesians. And uh book of Colossians, a lot of the letters written to the church. And they started reading that over and meditating on that. And within two weeks, they had so much joy. They said, I feel like I'm born again, born again. Hallelujah. Why? Because they got a revelation of who they are. Amen. And when you get a revelation of who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, man, you're going to be doing some things in Christ. Amen. What what religion will tell you is you got nothing, you have nothing, and hopefully you can hold on until Jesus gets back. Religion will say that God is in total control of everything, and whatever happens, it's going to work out for your good. It may not work out for your good. If you're not walking with God, it sure didn't work out for Judas' good. Did it work out for his good? All things work out for good. Not for Judas'. Amen. And so we have to understand that. Amen. So, so we, we have to understand that God wants us not just to uh, go witnessing. We do that here. But to be a witness. And when we get a revelation that you're a witness of, of Christ, then you should act a little differently Amen. around people. Yes. In other words, you need to put your nice face on. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You don't want to act like what well, you act like when you go out of town. Because you, you can act any other way when you go down because they don't know you, right? <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, no, no, you got you to act nice because we're called, we're called to be salt and we're called to be light. Amen. Amen? And in Acts 1.8, it says, but you shall receive... Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and Virginia Beach and Norfolk and Chesapeake to the ends of the earth. And so, really, what separates Christianity from all these other religions is, is Jesus, but also the Holy Spirit. The, whole, the Holy Spirit empowers the church. The Holy Spirit is empowering you to walk this life. You're not doing it alone. You've got the power of God working on, on the inside of you. Some of us, you know, we're going through a problem. We're going through an issue. And we're saying, God, where are you? He's in you. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. God is in you. The hope of glory. There's nothing you can't overcome because you got God on the inside of you. And when we start getting a revelation, no matter what the enemy's trying to do against you, I'm telling you, you're just going to be going, ha, 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 ha. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You're going to just be laughing in his face. Because he's already, even if, even if it seems like a, a loss, even if it seems like you're losing, you're still winning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's not over yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You're already won. The day you received Jesus was a day that you walked in victory. and And you haven't stopped walking in victory. Because you got the victorious one on the inside of you, causing you to overcome in every circumstance and every situation. Nothing can hold you down. Some of us were defined by our problems. We need to be defined by the promises of God's word. Amen. We're focused on what we, what, our weaknesses. No, focus, focus on Jesus. Focus on the Word of God. Focus on who you are in Christ. Stop focusing on what you don't have, and start focusing on what you do have. Amen, hallelujah. I'm telling you, your life will be radically changed as a Christian. Yes. Glory to God. And so in Matthew, it says this, uh, this is Jesus speaking. He says, then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Listen, you are on assignment. You're not just down here just for yourself. You're not just down here just to see how much you can prosper. You know, it's more than that. No, no, you're here to be a fisher of men. Jesus said, I will teach you how to become a fisher of men. Amen. And so, and so Peter says it this way, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready. Somebody say, be ready. Be ready. Look at your neighbor and say, be ready. be ready. Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. In other words, we should... Do you have a testimony? (laughs) That's my question to you today. Do you have a testimony? In other words, can you testify what God has done in your life? Can you testify about the goodness of God? Can you testify how how your life used to be before Jesus came in? Do you have a testimony? And if you don't, you need to get one. Or borrow somebody else's. Borrow, borrow somebody else's testimony. Get some testimony. Don't be talking. You know, some Christians, all they're doing is having the moanies. They just moan all the time. Or they talk about their tests. You ever hear about people, man, I'm going through it this time. Moaning and groaning and I'm going through it. No, you're supposed to have a testimony. There's no great victories without great battles. We're going to have some battles, but I'm telling you, we're coming through in great victory. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, don't judge anything before the time, the Bible says. In other words, it's not over until the skinny lady sings. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so... (laughs) And so sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. The Bible says always, always, always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear or reverence. In other words, we're not we're not trying to act like that we're all this so superior and act superior and push people down in our testimonies. No, we're we're supposed to say, "Man, man, I was, man, I was struggling just like you, but but God, yes, man, I dealt with those issues too, but God, yes, glory, hallelujah, man, I, let me tell you how God brought me through that issue, yes." Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We we, we we want to identify with those out there that don't have Jesus. They don't have an anchor for their souls. They don't have any faith. And they're just relying on themselves. It's scary to rely on yourself. You were never meant to rely on yourself. I need a God to rely on. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And there's people out there. That's why they're, man, that's why they're, they're killing themselves. That's why they're taking drugs. They're, that's why they're, they're, they're killing themselves with alcohol. Because they're trying to find some peace. Yes, yes. And there's, there's, listen, there's no peace without God. Amen. I like that sign that says, no peace. Uh, Jesus, uh, I think it says Jesus and no peace. Or, or no Jesus, no peace. I don't know what it says. But it, it's, in other words, in other words, God is the, high, is the most high God. Amen. And he is the most high God. And we need to get God in our equation. I'm telling you, you're not going to be happy until you're following God. Amen. You won't be happy until you're following God. And so we need to sanctify the Lord in our hearts as we're walking with God. Listen, it's easy to be a witness for God when you're in a living relationship with God and you're not out there sinning as a Christian. Sin will make cowards of us all. If we're out there doing the wrong things, it's killing our witness. Amen. 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 And so, but when we're, when we're walking with God, we're fellowshipping with God, we're, we're in the Word of God, and we're reading and we're fellowship with Him, it's easy to be a witness for God. Amen. Because we have a living relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, God prompts us to do something nice for somebody. And all of a sudden, we do something nice or say something nice. And I'm telling you, it opens the door for grace to come in. And God enables us to be fishers of men. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen? We're all called to be a witness. Yes, amen. You're all called to preach. Yeah, preach just means to proclaim. Yeah. You, know, you need to start proclaiming something. But listen, if you want to grow, if you want to have great faith, start talking about God more. Amen. Start witnessing about God more. Yes. It's the people that don't talk about God. It's the people that don't talk about how good he is. Yes. The more you talk about the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, the greater revelation of that will become in your life. Amen. And we start telling other people about the goodness and the mercy of God, and they're going to want some. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They're going to follow you to church. Amen. Amen. God's will for you is to be, a, I really believe this, that God's will for every Christian, he, he's not looking for orphan Christians. He wants Christians to be members of the church. Amen. He wants you to be a part of a local body of believers. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, let me back that up by saying this in 1 Corinthians 12, 18 says, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body just as he pleased. So it's saying here uh, that God has set the members in the body just as he pleased. So what that tells me is there's a church for every person. Amen. I believe, hopefully if you've been coming here, you're a visitor, or whatever, and you just feel and you and you're being touched by the word, maybe this is the place for you. Amen. And, and so I'm going to say this. Every, every uh disciple of Christ needs somebody to disciple them. Amen. You need a coach. Praise him. You need somebody that can speak prophetically into your lives. You need a, a somebody that can bring you to another level in God. Hallelujah. You need to be in a place where you submit to some local. What? Submit? Yeah. To some local authority. To some authority. Hallelujah. Because if you're not submitted to authority. You know that God puts. God raises authority up. Spiritual authority that you can be under. So that you can have some authority. And if, and by, by the mouth that you submit to God's authority, it will be the mouth that the devils will submit to you. So if you're not that submitted, the devils won't be that submitted to you. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today, or have you gone home? And so really, I believe that God wants every person to be a member of a local church. Listen to Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And this is talking about how, you know, listen. Some people get this idea that once saved, always saved. Have you ever heard that? You know, once you get saved, then you never can leave God. That's not true. Because Peter said some will depart from the faith. Heeding to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Well, if some will depart from the faith in the faith is talking about a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That's why pastors are here to keep to, you know, the Bible says pastors are here to watch over your souls. Amen, amen. Well, if your soul wasn't a risk of being lost, then why would you need a pastor? Okay. Amen. Are you hearing What I'm saying to you today? I listen, I'm speaking truth this morning. Yes. Now, now everybody loves this, Everybody loves the message. Well, once you're saved, you're locked in. No matter what you do, no way you can get out. <sighs> uh, some will depart from the faith, the Bible says. I'm glad it doesn't say most. It says some amen and so and so it it says here let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of some it's saying that some are forsaking coming to church but exhort one another so much more to see the day is approaching and what day is that that's the day that Jesus is coming back in other words we listen I don't want it I don't want to be like the. there was 10 virgins that Jesus talked about, and he said five had their oil filled, and five did not have their oil filled. Jesus came back, five were ready to go with them, but the five weren't ready to go, and they didn't make it. The five virgins did not make it. I don't want to be the ones that have no oil. I want to be filled with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You know, I don't want to be left behind. Pastor, you're making me a little nervous. Good. Amen. You might need to get a little nervous, especially if you're living a little bit on the wild side. Are you, here? Are you hearing me or have you gone home? Amen. Are you here? I want to scare the hell out of you. I don't, you, you don't want to have anything to do with hell. I, I, I want heaven. I'm heaven bound. Amen. So, so it says, let us consider. Let us consider, uh, you know, God's will is for us to be under godly, le- godly leadership. Hebrews 13, 17. It says it this way in the Message Bible Be respons- responsive to your pastor lead- leaders, your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not in drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? Well, that's a good, that's a good one. I I need to do that one every week. And don't give me a hard time. (laughs) Pray for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe I'm not always on it on Sunday morning, but just believe, you know, oh God, I'm praying for him. Amen. 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 God's will for us, you know, again is to be a servant. Yeah, yes, we are kings. The Bible says and we love the message. We're kings, we're ambassadors, but we're servants too. Amen. And when we get a revelation that we're servants, listen, there's no job too small or too big for the Christian. We're humble servants. I like the, I like what we say it in this church. We're we're raising up servant leaders. Yes. In other words, there's nothing, you know, nothing, you know, too menial for us to do. Amen. Amen. And Jesus, uh, you know, in Matthew 20, 20 to 28, this is really interesting. I was reading this yesterday and I I got a picture of it. I never saw it like this before, but it says this. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him, came to Jesus. This is Matthew 20, 20 through 28. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons kneeling down and asking something from him so notice the mom comes up to jesus and the both sons are with her, the mom and they both just got to do this can you imagine and jesus is standing there and so they're both are kneeling down i'm thinking wow you know can you imagine and the other disciples are watching this Say, what are they, what are they up to? And and then, and then she says, she says, and and, um, it's a kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and one on your left in your kingdom. You know, they're kneeling down and the other 10 are standing there. And they're thinking, and they're getting upset about this because they're thinking, I wish I thought about this. I wish I could be up there. Jesus is my granddad. And they're all jockeying for a position. You know, Peter's trying to be the great man of faith, trying, you know, do it all. And he's trying to get his, you know, Jesus' attention all the time. John is the one that's trying to, you know, put his head on Jesus' breast, trying to get in good with with Jesus. Amen. And so, and so here, it says here... Uh, Uh, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am about to be baptized with? And they said to him, we are able. And so he said to them, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with my baptism that I am baptized with. But sitting at my right hand and my left is not for mine to give, but it's for those whom is prepared by my father. And when the and when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them and those who are are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So a lot of times in the world system, if you're if you're the boss, then people want to be the boss so they can lord it over people and tell them what to do. But in the kingdom of God, it's not about that. It's about if you if you it's the, the, the servant that serves the most will be greatest of all. And so really in the kingdom of God, it's upside down to the kingdom of this world system. And if you want to go high, you've got to go low. You've got you to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Most people don't want to humble themselves. They don't want to serve anybody. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And we need to learn to be servants. You've got to learn to be a servant. And it doesn't come easy because we all want to be served. Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church today. We're signing up people right now. We, we could use more help in all the departments. Amen. That's a good plug, right? So, so listen, listen, so God wants us to serve. You know, Jesus, his great, one of his greatest illustrated sermons for his disciples was the night that he was betrayed when he was with them eating the last supper. He, he came out, he, he put on a servant's towel and he washed the disciples' feet. Think about this, the king of kings and the Lord of lords washing the disciples' feet. That's humbling. Could you imagine you being there as one of the disciples and you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to be at his right hand. You know? you know, I'm going to be one of the big honchos in heaven, you know, and all of a sudden Jesus you know, puts on, you know, puts on a towel and walks around and starts washing your feet. One of the lowest jobs of that day. That was a servant's job to wash people's feet. And it was like a low job. And Jesus went low and washed their feet, washed the dirt. And and Peter didn't even want him to do that. He had too much pride. Amen. And listen, listen, he washed his feet and, he, and Jesus said, you don't know what I'm doing now, but you will understand later. In other words, we're supposed to. Now, it's some people have taken it to the next level and say we should have a foot washing sometime on Sunday morning. Yeah, you can do that. But, but there, there's more meaning to that. It means that we need to be watching over each other, that we need to be serving one another. Yes. It's not just washing each other's feet. It's serving one another in the local body of Christ. If somebody has an issue or a problem, needs something, you are there to help them. Yes. You don't tell them to be warm, be, <laughs> be fed, and go your way. Amen. You do something. Amen. Faith has action. Amen. 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 How do they know that, that we're disciples of Christ? Because we have love for one another. Amen. 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 It's God's will, it's for us to bear fruit. He wants you, in other words, he wants you growing in your walk. He wants you bearing fruit. Amen. And in John 15, 16, he said, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask in the father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. God wants us bearing fruit. In other words, he wants us growing in our faith. He doesn't want us staying the same. He wants us overcoming those areas and those weaknesses. Listen, we should be overcoming those weaknesses, not, not moving more into those weaknesses. We should be walking in more love, not less love. We should be walking in more peace and not less peace. We should be walking in more joy and not less joy. We should be bearing good fruit for him. That our fruit will remain. God's, listen, God wants you to be fruit bearing Christians. Bearing good fruit for him. How do you do that? How do you do that? I'm glad you asked. Abide in him. How do you do that? In Romans 12, 1 and 2. Beloved brethren, I beseech by the mercy of God that you present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice unto God. Your bodies don't belong to you. They belong to God. Are you hearing what i say? You've been purchased twice. You've been purchased. You've been your own twice over. One, by the bride of creation. Two, by the blood of Jesus. You're not supposed to be able to do whatever you want with your bodies. Your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're, you're not supposed to use your bodies for to do the wrong things. You present your bodies as a living. You start doing that. You present your bodies as a living, holy sacrifice. Then do not be conformed to the world. In other words, don't be so much into the world that you don't even know what the Bible says. Amen. Don't look like the world. Don't talk like the world. Don't act like the world. Amen. The world is, is, is again, it, it runs by pride and fear pride and fears in the world no our world is love and faith and as we as we start walking in god amen as we start abiding in him as we start renewing our minds of of who we are what we have and what we can do it's going to be easy to walk this walk it's going to be easy to have the fruit of the spirit in our life it's going to be easy for us to bear fruit in our lives We're not bearing fruit because we're not not abiding in the vine like we need to. If you're not bearing fruit, if you're not growing in Christ, you're not abiding in the vine like you need to. And you start abiding in the vine, it will get easy. It's easy in God. His yoke is easy. His his burdens are light. And it gets easy. It gets good in God. The way of a transgressor is hard, the Bible says. Amen. Sin for a se- for a season is uh, the Bible says sin for a season is enjoyable. You know, sin for a season is you know sin. If it wasn't enjoyable, people wouldn't be sinning. I mean, the sinners love the sin. Why? Because it's good. Let's party down, right? And you know, and they, they, but they don't they don't see the consequences of it. AIDS. You know these sexual transmitted diseases. You know, they wake up one day, oh, they're having a party, but the next day, you know, you're in trouble. Oh, my God. Yes. oh you hear what I'm saying to you today? Yes, yes. You know, it, it was interesting. In America's history, you had the Roaring Twenties, and they were partying. And it's called the Roaring Twenties. You know, the little shows and all that. Anybody ever know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the Roaring Twenties? <20s>? <laughs> right? But did, did you know what, after the Roaring Twenties, you know what happened? The Great Depression. Yes. In our nation, you listen, you can have the roaring 20s in your life, but you know what's going to come next? The Great Depression. (laughs) Why? Because you can't live life like that. In other words, God God has purpose for you. Your purpose is not to just go from one party to another. No, your purpose is to to do the will of God. Your purpose is to walk with God and to do His will. And when you do, there's great joy in doing the will of God. There's, There's great peace in doing the will of God. I'm telling you, there's nothing greater than walking in the center of God's will. Amen. And I want, I'm, I'm encouraging you to move. There's areas of your life God is trying to reveal to you, trying to get you. There's areas you need, you know, you need to cut off. You need to cut those things off. There's other areas, you know, you need to embrace with the word of God. You need to start doing, you need to start doing those things. And I'm telling you, when you start applying your faith and you start acting on your faith, you're going to see the grace of God in your life. Did you receive it today? Amen. Praise God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father. We honor you this morning, and I just thank you, Father God, that this church is a fruit-bearing church, bearing good fruit for you, and Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you are great, and you're mighty, and you're glorious, and perhaps there's some here uh, in the audience that maybe visitors, maybe they have the religious Jesus, maybe they have not made a commitment to Jesus, and Maybe there's some watching right now online and you know you, you're not living your life right or you know you're not in that place you need to be. Either you had a relationship and you've walked away or you're living in the world or you've never actually made a commitment to Jesus. And I want you to pray this prayer after me and meaning in your heart if you're ready to move forward in God to experience the goodness and the mercy and the love of God and to have some joy in your life. Say this after me and meaning in your heart if you're ready to move forward. Just say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. I'm turning my back on sin, Satan, and the world, and I'm turning fully to you. Thank you for receiving me. In Jesus' name, amen.